Hello, Charlie Charlie One, this is Granite Zero. Good morning, Granite Zero podcast listeners. It's been a fucking hot minute, has it not? It's been like two weeks since I last spoke to you guys. And there's been many, 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 many reasons uh, why I've been slightly absent from everything. So the last one I was supposed to do was uh, two weeks ago on the Sunday and it was Father's Day. And obviously I went out and... Well, actually I was at work so I I didn't have uh, the opportunity to do it. But, you know, Father's Day is Father's Day. So I'll I'll get back to that in a minute. Um, But... and then the following week, I had my mum's wedding. I was supposed to do a um, a guest with my brother, Darren. But we got a bit too drunk and were unable to uh, record said podcast. Never mind. But I'm back now and it's going to be back to being more regular. And hopefully I can get smashing them out as normal. You know, we're on episode 18 now, which is madness in itself. Um, but it, it's been good. The podcast, I mean. Myself, um, I've been fucking up and down, if if anything. Like, some really, 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 really highs and some real fucking real lows. And I even took a trip to the, to the local doctor to try and, um... I don't know, get a bit more gem, get a bit more help. Uh, I was at a point where I didn't know what to do. So I was told basically go and get yourself sorted out to try and go find what is going on with yourself. So I went to the doctor and I was in there for five minutes. And basically just said I needed counselling. Right. Anybody who's seen me on my ups and downs um, and those that are close to me that understand all that, they understand that it's not just the counselling, I don't think. I think I've got a little bit more. But, you know, I'm not one that's ready to jump straight onto the pills and that. So counselling, if, if is what it is, then that's what I'll go with, you know. But I believe it could possibly be more to it. I'd like to have been in there a bit longer talking. I think it's because when she asked me if I was suicidal and things like that, and I said no, that she sort of went, ah, well, whatever. She was a bit useless and, you know, it, it, it was a bit hard, <laughs> pardon the pun, it was a bit of pill to swallow as well and a bit hard, the, the fact that she didn't give a shit. So I'm going to go back to see my regular doctor and have a proper chat, like an actual chat, not one where they're just going to fucking fob me up out after five minutes because there's a queue of fucking benefit cheats out the door you know i'm not looking to get signed off work because work is where i'm you know at my calmest maybe where i'm not going mental in my own head um but i definitely need to do something because even friday night so the eldest had a sleepover with three of her mates and Sophia. So, 
it's too many kids at that age that scream, shout, and do all that sort of stuff. And I felt myself going down a spiral. And it's like this giant wave of horribleness just like comes over you in a blanket and starts suffocating you. And my whole mood changed from being happy dad that was able to deal with everything to I cannot deal this shit, I've got to go for a walk. So I went for a little walk to clear my head. And it, it worked, you know, I came back and my brother had been told that I was a bit down, so he gave me a ring and it was it was good, you know. I always have people there to snap me out of things, which helps, you know. It's always nice to have someone there to understand you who can relate and then help you on your guidance and on your path out of the dark, horrible, depressive time, you know. And it's it's definitely something that I definitely need to work on is, is realising that I'm not as... Not as I'm not as strong, maybe that's the wrong words, but maybe it's okay to go and have that little bit of help. You don't have to do it all on your own. And, you know, I'm a preacher of staying positive. I'm a preacher of this. I'm a preacher of that. And sometimes I forget my own preachings and I push those away that are close to me or I rely on other people too much. And it's something that I've got to learn to deal with because... At the end of the day, this is all really new to me still. You know, for many, many years, I thought I was fine. You know, I was bouncing job to job, which isn't fine. I wasn't settling. I was... It's weird, because I was a completely different type of... Depressed, you might say, where I would get angry really quick. Like, really angry. I still have my moments, sure. Because... That's me, that's Tomo, he gets angry. You know, let's stare at Tomo, he'll get angry. Um, but now it's like, instead of getting really angry, I just get super emotional and it looks like I'm going to cry every five minutes. That's not normal. You know, I just want to be, I don't want to be normal. No, because I've never been normal, but I'd like to, you know, watch something on the telly and not want to just burst into tears for no reason. I want to be more balanced. I want to be more me. I want to go out and play golf, go to the gym and all that sort of stuff. You know. But it is what it is. I'll get there. So don't you guys worry. I know you guys aren't worrying. Uh, you're probably not even worrying that I've missed nearly two episodes of this podcast. But I'm back now. So stop your whinging and start listening, yo. <laughs> oh, funny. So what has been happening since my last podcast? Well, we had Father's Day and I'm going to talk about him. I'm going to talk about my dad because, like I've said before, my dad is and always will be my hero. He's the person that sort of guided me to go to the Air Force. He was the one that taught me into staying in the Air Force. Um, during basic training, I wanted to quit. I was like, fuck this shit. I'm better at something else than this. I can't even iron my kit. Still couldn't iron my kit. But, um, yeah, he's 
talked me into staying. He has always been there to guide me wherever I needed and he's always given me solid sound advice and whenever I've been in a pickle, financially, helping me get the house, all that sort of stuff. He's always been there to lend a hand or lend some money. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but he's always been there and he never asked for anything in return. But yeah, he's just, a, in my opinion, a fucking brilliant man, you know. He has his flaws like every, every dad, every man. He has his flaws, he has his demons, he loves a beer, that sort of thing. But his heart is is in the right place and he always will do all he can for anyone close to him. He always will. Um, he was one of the best parachute jump instructors of, of his time within the Air Force. Um, which got him into Hereford to be the jump instructor for 2-2 SAS. And he has this presence about him that you know he's there. You know, he, I, I wind him up, of course I do. I call him a Gwyn or a, or a combat Gwyn or a fucking chairborne Gwyn, airborne Gwyn, whatever you want to call him. But at the end of the day, he still did what he needed to do and still provided for the family and did everything to the best of his ability. You know, we've always been compared, me and my brother, to my dad. Um, more so me now, I think, I get wherever I go, God, you're like your dad. You sound like your dad. God, your mannerisms are the same as your dad. Uh, are you your dad? Or, you know, I'm a bit more emotional than my dad. Sure, I get that from my mum. But, like, demeanour mannerisms the way I talk the way I shout the way I give instruction it's all him and I think maybe being the youngest I always wanted to impress more and be more and do more and be just like him um, hence why I joined the Air Force and I think it was one of the proudest days for him was seeing me pass out into the Air Force Regiment I think I like to think anyway you know, like any dad, he's always been nervous when I went away um, to Iraq and Afghanistan. He was, of course, he was nervous. That's his, that's his baby boy at the end of the day. But he was always beaming with pride when I got my medals, and you know, he's just a brilliant, brilliant man. And I could, I couldn't speak more highly on my dad. You know, but there's one thing about my dad, and he loves a fucking beer. And he loves a drink. And I remember once we had a, uh, a flight leaving due before we went to Kandahar. And it was a nice slap-up meal. Drinks and flowing. And me and my old man were up until... God, fuck. It must have been f half five in the morning. Still drinking whiskey. Oh, my word. And then that day we both had to drive back to Hereford. You know, I had to do a tactical stop-off. Be sick. And then went to the missus and was like, nah, I'm going back to the, the room and I'm going to sleep for a couple of hours, then we'll drive. My dad did it straight, man. Oh, how can you drive that distance? <coughs> Hungover is the worst. Traffic as well, Sunday traffic. <coughs> but, yeah, you know, my old man is just a fucking legend at the end of the day. Uh, 
he's done so much. That's all I can say, really. I could talk for hours about him. You know, his achievements, his records, what he's done in life. But you guys would get bored of that, so we're going to get back to the regular topics that I've got. So, after uh, Father's Day, right, I'm just going to throw this one out here. The, the, my daughter's had sports day, and I am that dad that shouts really loud, that encourages, that pretty much expects his kids to be either first or second, you know. If it's a close one and they get second, brilliant job, you know. I'll lock them out of the house if they get fourth, because fourth doesn't count. <laughs> no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't. But I am that dad. I am the competitive dad. I, well, brought up on sports, brought up on being competitive myself. You know, I want my kids to do their best. If, they're, if they literally are a biff and can't run, then they're a biff and can't run. But I'll still be shouting you to win, whether you win or not. Um, but Jess... Uh, she won her event. She had like a like an obstacle sort of multiple challenge of it, a bit like a kids heptathlon really. Um, but she smashed that to pieces. You know, brilliant, fantastic. Um, she wasn't allowed to do the dash, which was the Thompsons' main event, the dash, because during the practice she was wearing earrings. Hey teacher, what the fuck? His earrings. Or ear studs. They weren't even rings, they were studs. What the fuck does that have to do with running in a straight line? Get your head out of your ass and let the kid run. She's the fastest in her year. Let her use those stupid long legs, which we don't know where they've come from, because they're not mine. Just let her run. But, yeah, so she's smashed her event. I think she enjoys doing those sorts of events, running, jumping, hurdling. When it comes to throwing and football and hockey, she can't be asked. But that also leads me on to my next next point, right? And this is going to sound fucking horrible. If your kid isn't athletic and can't do it, don't let him do it. Because they let the side down. My God, the kid in Jessica's team. I think there was a couple of them, but the one kid. He just couldn't get it. Hey, hey kid. Do better. No, uh, well, I'll stop you there. Curly-headed fuck. Do better. You're letting the team down. You're letting the team down. You're letting yourself down. And if you don't do better, then you ain't going to win the House Cup. And we all want the House Cup. But you, you curly-headed fuck, and the team down. Don't do it. Just go sick. Sports day today. Ah, oh, I've gone sick. Fuck that. Can't do it. I'd rather play on my Xbox. Good, because you're crap. All you had to do is run with a fucking beanbag and put it in a circle. Don't even know where the fuck you went. He went off to town or something. All you have to do, pick the beanbag up, run to the first one, put the beanbag in, and so on. As a shuttle. Do better. Or don't do it. 
pure and simple. Pure and simple. But then it got, then uh, it fucking chucked it down rain, and we thought, oh, this is going to get cooled off now. It fucking pissed it down. I was soaked. No Gore-Tex. Soaked. And then it came to uh, the little squirt. Sophia's turn, her first ever one. And she loved it. She looked like she was nervous, but I think she was nervous because Daddy was an idiot and put all the fucking expectations on her. She did fucking... She was beating kids older than her in the long jump. Standing long jump. She was... Again, didn't really enjoy the throw-in. She did all right with the football and the hockey bit. Did fine. Then it was the dash. The dash. Ba, ba, ba. Do you know what fucks me off? Teachers. Teachers give kids instructions, right? Kids, if it's given by a teacher, will follow the instruction to the letter of the law. Remember, kids, run to the line. Fuck sake. Tell them to run past the line. So, little Sophia, bless her. I'm still beaming with pride because in my head, she won, right? She got second in the end. She stopped at the line and then stepped over. And just did it on her first sports day. Ran to the line and stepped over. My niece did it on one of her first sports days. Ran to the line and then let her friends cross because she wanted them to win. That is not okay. Tell them to run past the line and these Thompsons would have been fucking champions a long time ago. <laughs> oh, but seriously, curly-headed fuck, do better. Or don't turn up. Also, give out first, second and third. There's no fourth place. We're not celebrating fourth place. We're not Arsenal. There's no, there's no fourth place medal. What would that be? Chalk. I don't... Steel? Copper? No, copper's fucking... It's like bronze, that, isn't it? So... Doesn't exist. Don't give out a fourth place ticket. Doesn't exist. Just give them... Right, you've got two points now. Well done. Don't get a ticket. Fuck off. Don't get a ticket. First, second, third. That's what we need to play with, and that's what we're doing. And on the to topic of uh, sports day, I had some um, WhatsApps come through... Uh, Friday from my brother excuse me um, my niece did her sports day and she is either that good and I mean that good or the other kids are those ones that hey just don't bother she was so far ahead of everybody in every event she did she might as well have just ran backwards and they won the House Cup as well, by the way. So curly-headed fuck, take notice of my niece's fucking team. Um, but, yeah, she just smashed it all. So much so that I'm fucking tempted to just give the clips to Great Britain Athletics School and go, look at that, nurture that, make that an Olympic champion. Every single event. Her legs are just ridiculously long as well. And she's just fucking so fast. I know my brother's brown, but she's got some sort of, you know, African gene in there somewhere. 
you know, those extra fast twitch muscle fibers. She is fucking rapid. I was so impressed. Like the, the the level of distance is just ridiculous. You're like, yeah, okay, mate. The other kids might just not have turned up. Ridiculous. Like, but I love it because when I was growing up, uh, I missed. I, I did one sports day, or maybe two. One when I was really little, and then I must have done more than one. But in my head, I've only done one, two. So I did one when I was really little, and then one at, like, year six. I was always on holiday. We'd always go to Malta at that period, even through secondary school, always. Um, but, yeah, that, that is what it is, you know. Um, but, yeah, and then after that, we then went and had a lovely trip to Hereford. Um got there on the Friday night and it was my mum's wedding on the uh, on the Saturday. And, hey, sure, right? It is a strange fucking time. It's a strange day. Everything is strange. You know, you don't expect to be there for your mum's wedding unless you're like a new kid, new age kid, where, you know, it's the done thing to have the kids first sort of thing. You know what I mean? Um, but I never thought... You know, my mum was married before my dad and then had my had my dad. Was with my dad for then like 35 years or something. I never thought at the grand old age of 62 she was going to get married again. But she did and she looked fucking beautiful. She was stunning and it was a good day. The day before, however, was messy and I don't really remember much. Put it that way. So we got there. Darren says to me, right, we're off out. So I take little Brown's advice and go, right, we're going out. We're going to go see Mike, my mum's partner, have a couple of beers. Wish him well for tomorrow. And head home. So I get there, I meet Darren's uh, buddy, uh, Berf, one of the beefy boys. Shout out to the beefy boys. Best burgers in the world. Fact. Um, one of the beef boys berth, uh, and he's like, what are we drinking then? Oh, we'll just do double Jack and Coke. Okay, we'll do that. And again and again and again. Flip some beer match, you might have seen it. Powerful effort. There was loads there. Can't teach that. Reaction time. 20. Yeah. Powerful effort. Anyway, so he smashed out that, smashed out that. Um, ended up in what was supposed to be an 80s bar that was playing 90s music, didn't make sense, called Rubik's Terrible Pub. Get rid of it. Shit. And it was like, we'll go uh, over the road to whatever the fucking place was. <sighs> when I was a kid, it was Deviate. And they would let fucking everyone, it was dead. But doesn't matter. So I get a text from the long-haired colonel at home. Granite Zero Alpha. <laughs> The boss. What time are you coming home? So this was about one o'clock. We were only supposed to be out for a couple. Ah, uh, I'm on my way. Then some dickhead decided, right, we're going to do tequila shots. And it makes me a bit ill now thinking about it. 
that was a stupid idea. I didn't get home until half past four-ish. And I don't remember getting home. I don't remember being in a taxi. Uh, Berth has got a lovely video of me spewing outside his house. Nice. And then I got home and Kate came downstairs to... Tomo slumped in the chair, crying like a baby. Ugh. And then puking in the toilet and then trying to rip the toilet seat off. A grand old mixture of being sick, crying, being lovey and soppy, crying some more, trying to rip the toilet seat some more and then just dying on the sofa. I woke up and I was still pissed. And then the hangover came in. You know, I managed to eat my breakfast, which was fucking brilliant. You know, usually when I'm hungover, I can't eat it. But I was obviously still pissed, so I ate that. Smashed that down my grid. And then uh, the hangover slowly crept in. It was like, you're right, mate. Here it comes. And then it was like, oh, no. My mum's getting married in an hour and I feel and look like shit. <laughs> Standard Tomo. Sean, don't go out because you always ruin events. Things like Christmas. Oh, no, I'll be all right. You'll be all right. Fuck. Nearly. Nearly. But it all went sort of swimmingly, sort of smoothly. But, you know, the registry office fucking music box didn't want to connect to my phone so we had to adapt and overcome that by getting a little tin put my phone in and played the music that way mm. not embarrassing at all uh then i had, went to the uh went to the hotel had a really good night you know speeches went well um food was fucking brilliant for some reason, couldn't get pissed. No matter what I was drinking, just couldn't get pissed. And it is what it is at the end of the day, you know. Had to rescue the life of a former SAS guy with the nickname The Strangler. He used to strangle his victims. Mm. Anyway, he was fucking smashed. I mean, couldn't even walk straight. Smashed. And tried to get up a little flight of stairs. And I don't know if he just slipped or if he fell asleep walking up the stairs. But he just went backwards. Smashed his head against the door, smashed his head against the uh, table plan sign. And then smashed his head on the floor. So it was like a skadoosh on the floor. So Tomo comes sprinting over, you know, qualified first person on scene. Oosh, through Excellentia, by the way, close protection limited. Oosh, oosh. Got his head, held his head, told some fucking cunt to get a pillow, sorted him out. Then I had, oh, he's all right, he's at the SAS. Doesn't matter, mate, he's just literally smashed his head. Snoring, so I know he's breathing. I know he's conscious, he's snoring, his sort of eyes are rolling a little bit. So he's definitely smashed his head. Possible, possible concussion, possible neck injury, holding his neck. Then I had some dickhead check his pulse. Oh, fuck off, you. Just fuck off. Then I had my brother just going, he's all right, mate. Don't worry about it. He's all right. He's fine. D hey, don't worry about it. He's fine. I was like, he's not fine. He's just fallen 
half a flight of stairs and smashed his head. He's not fine. Can someone call an ambulance, please, so they get him get checked over properly? <sighs> then everybody was fucking just over the top of me, and I was like, can I have some fucking space, please? Anyway, then the street pastors came in. If you don't know them, they're like the St. John's Ambulance that give you a bottle of water if you've had too many on a night out. Fuck off. But still, had their devices, checked the pulse, uh, checked his heart rate, you know, temperature, all the good stuff, vital signs are all good. Then the ambulance turned up, sorted him out, got him out of there. Bish bash bosh. By the way, just want to say, I did all that first aid training, all that, got him sorted, got him to the ambulance, passed on all the gin. Do you know who didn't get a thank you? This guy. <laughs> no thank you. No thank you for helping him out, sorting him out. Oh, I should have just left him there like every other cunt. Every other dickhead was like, ah, oh, he's excess, isn't he? Who cares? You still fucking hit your head. Doesn't matter if your name is Mohammed, Imad, Bruce Lee. If you get hit in the head with that much force, it's going to hurt and yet probably have a concussion. It's better to go to the doctors, let them, you know, give an actual medical fucking evaluation and diagnosis, you fucking morons. Um, but yeah, and then it all kicked off with family stuff, not my family, the new family. I'm not going to go into detail with that because, oh, excuse me, I don't really know what happened apart from the police. But yeah, that was a fucking brilliant weekend. Um, got to see me cousins that I haven't seen in 10 years. So it, maybe even more. Definitely 10 years with uh, my cousin Rob. Maybe 11 years, because he, uh, he finished my tattoo, my rock ape tattoo, back in 2008. It was either 2008 or 2009, he finished it then. And so he did that, you know. Um, but yeah, it was fucking, it was really good. Really good. Really good weekend, you know. Do you know who is annoying though? Right, I love her to bits. She is, I'm a mummy's boy, you know, all that lovely stuff. And uh, fuck, my mum is so annoying when she's had a drink. Oh, so annoying. Like, she fucking nitpicks at everything. So we got to my mum's at around 10 o'clock and it was like, ah, I've been waiting here for fucking ages. Have you really? We've been stuck in traffic for fucking ages. It's not a short distance. It's 194 miles, you little Welsh fucker. Can't say that, though, because she'll go fucking spastic and probably hit me with a fucking frying pan. But that being said, she's annoying, but I wouldn't change her. She's fucking lovely, you know. And uh, let me fast forward uh, this week and... It's a strange time. Like I said, the, she had a she had a uh, sleepover on Friday, but my eldest is now eight, and it's scary that the time is gone from where I held her for the first time in my hands and fucking blubbering like a baby myself. Cause she scared the shit out of us when she was born. She wasn't breathing, the little fucker. Not only was she fourteen days late and taken after her mum's side of the family for being late for everything, she wasn't breathing. 
So yeah, from holding her from that moment to seeing her today, I'm like, oh, but you're still my little angel. Yeah, you annoy the shit out of me, you're sarcastic and your fucking attitude smells. But you're still my little angel and you're still my best buddy. And yeah, eight years old. We had a nice trip out to Hastings. Um, went to the seaside, had a little dip in the sea, had some fish and chips, got back, had some more presents and that. It's fucking, it was just, just a really nice day. And it's those sort of days that you really fucking love and cherish, you know. It's just a fucking contrast from how I was the night before. She's not going to know how I was the night before. You know, I had to go for a walk to clear my head. You know, because I was on a, spot, a downward spiral. And then fucking all smiles the next day. You know, and, and this morning, it's now Sunday morning, and I woke up. I woke up at six, decided to go back to sleep, but I woke up at six and uh, decided to, um, well, yeah, like I said, go back to sleep. Go back to sleep. And I got up at eight, you know, had a massive poo. A bit wet, but I had a massive poo. Made myself a nice coffee. Had a look out. I've got a lovely view of the uh, fields. Um, the barley fields out the back of my house in the in the in the studio shed and thought today's gonna be a fucking good day the fucking sun is beaming already you've got a nice coffee 50 cal coffee if you didn't know um and i thought what a fucking perfect time to do the podcast you know you haven't done it in two weeks you miss it i know you miss it because you like talking and you're not being the center of attention but yeah And then today, I'm off to see my father-in-law, my brother-in-law play a charity game of football for Waitrose against Tottenham Legends. That'll be fun over at the Gallagher Stadium in, in Maidstone. So those of you that want to, fucking crack on and fucking take a watch. You know, it's all for charity at the end of the day. All said and done. Um, what I like to do recently is um, just take a little glimpse through uh, Twitter because that's where you get all the good news in it, all the decent news, all that sort of stuff and my Twitter at the minute is full with people battling um, with depressions and anxieties and and loads of things like that and there's so many stories about how they're battling and they take to Twitter and they put all these posts that's what they do, they, they'll rant I'm feeling like this today, blah, 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 blah. And they have these different things that seem to snap themselves out of these moods, which, fucking fair play to you. Fair play. You know, I have many different different ways that I try and snap myself out. You know, I try and, for one, I try and think positive. Sometimes I'm at that sort of low level that I can't think positive and I still have... Uh, this person hates me, this person doesn't feel the same way anymore, this, this and this, blah, blah, blah. I'm just going to be down all day and I'm going to take it out on everyone. But saying that, sometimes I like will think of something. I'll ch One big thing I'll do, I'll change my music. I'll put on Motley Crue or I'll put on Red Hot Chili Peppers, Foo Fighters, you know, I'll put on something upbeat. I'll put on Happy by Pharrell Williams. You know, and little things like that are little triggers that will then go, oh, I like this song. Let's have it. Oh, yeah. 
Check it out. Mmm, I love it. That's all things. Or, the other thing I'll do, I'll put on, either on YouTube or fucking Netflix, Amazon Prime, I'll find a comedian that I like. And I'll put that on. And automatically then start going, ha <laughs> yeah, ha <laughs> ha. And you start laughing, and laughter definitely is the best medicine. Because when you're laughing, you're then smiling, and fucking gets you all happy. Obviously, it gets you happy when you're laughing and you're smiling. Obviously. But enjoy those little, the small things, you know. And help yourself get through it. I know I am, you know. I'm taking a, another huge step, and I'm going to go back to the doctors to sort myself out. But, you know, I'm going to fucking, I'm going to get there in the end. I really am. And uh, it's those little steps, those little bits of positivity and happiness that I need to remember and take forward to the next step, to the next level, and, and really encourage myself to be more positive, you know. And I need to stop being a lazy cunt and get back to the fucking gym, go for a run, go for a long walk. Like I did on Friday, I felt so much better after going for a walk. Um, getting back on the bike and stop asking for lifts, that sort of thing. You know, I've already told uh, the manager of the, the gym that I use that I'm taking my kettlebells back. So I've got two giant 24 kilo kettlebells that are just sat in the gym, not being used. They're mine. So I'm going to take them back and I'm going to start swinging them when I get home from work, that sort of thing. Just to try and you know, break the body down and, and <clears throat> fix that mind of mine. Um, and that's, a, that's the other thing, I need to speak, get back in contact with Clarkie and speak about doing the, uh, doing the challenge because that's sort of been put on the back burner a little bit. Yeah, by myself. Um, but it is what it is at the end of the day and we'll get there. We're still fighting through this all together and you know it is okay to be okay it really truly is um but what oh fucking hell almost forgot it's fucking armed forces day yesterday wasn't it yeah i bet not a lot of people knew that <laughs> why is it not advertised it's not unless you're affiliated with the military or you've got some military things on on your uh instagram or twitter you're not going to go know that it was fucking Armed Forces Day. I was like, spoke to a number of people yesterday. I was like, oh, happy Armed Forces Day, is it? Yeah. If I went to Toby Carvery, I'd get a free Carvery. Veteran and that. But yeah, big shout out to all those uh, blokes that served in the military that listened to the podcast. I hope that a lot of you do. Because otherwise you're jackfuckers at the end of the day. But yeah, Armed Forces Day. It's something that needs to be a bigger thing, I feel. You know, we take advantage of our fucking military. Look at fucking America. We'll just take them for the prime example. They fucking love their military, their veterans. They have, they have Memorial Day, sure. They then have, you know, like their own Armed Forces Day, amazing. But they also have Veterans Day, Flag Day, fucking then they also do the same remembrance day as us I believe as well 
They just fucking love it. And if you say to them, oh, I'm a veteran, they go, ah, fucking right on, man. Shit. I remember when I served, I went to Iraq. Did you? I went to Iraq and it was good too. Um, but we don't. I used to be in the military. Oh, did you? Brilliant. Cheers, mate. I'm going to go protest. What are you protesting? Global warming. Oh, yeah. Can you not do something constructive? Huh? Shit. No? Hmm. Oh, speaking of that sort of shit, by the way, I just literally just saw, flicking through Twitter then, one of the American uh, football players, I think she was on the bench, um, fucking jumped up entitled little fucking thunder cunt from America. It fucking, I, I understand the reason why some of them did it, um, through the police brutality sort of thing. Sure, but surely you, it's your option to kneel for the flag. Right, it's it's someone of disrespect in my opinion. Um, if you don't want to stand there for the national anthem, then go and sit in the back and come out after it's finished and then play. You know, I I know why she's doing it because she's a fucking moron and kneeling because Trump's the president or something gay like that. Get a fucking grip! You're a football player. You fucking thunder cunt. There's American soldiers, men and women, that have died for that flag, for that national anthem, and you're fucking kneeling. Fuck you. It's annoying because in America, you know, they're taught the national anthem, they're taught to respect the flag, they're taught to respect their country, they're taught to take pride in, in their military, they're taught to take pride in their country. Over here, I, I asked my kids, do you know the national anthem? They're like, no. Fuck's sake! Why is it not taught in school, the National Anthem? Oh, because we've got different cultures and different... Hey, fuck off then. You've come to our country to learn our culture, be part of our culture, because we are so fucking good, apparently, and you don't know our National Anthem? Fuck off. I have to sit in RE and learn fucking Hindu alongside Christianity, Judaism, fucking Muslim... Bollocks! You know, it's not just one religion. All religion is bollocks, really. Worshipping their fake friends, in my opinion. It's my opinion, right? There might be a bit of a fucking contrast here, but I don't give a fuck, right? But why can't you learn the national anthem? I'm that fucking cunt that when it's on on the telly, I'll stand up and sing it. I get told, why the fuck are you singing that? Because I fucking love my country. I will sing that as loud as I can. I want it played at my funeral if I die. You know, I am for Queen and Country first. I love the National Anthem. I love the flag. I love, well, fucking all the flags, you know. But I'm sure in other countries, I reckon fucking Canadians know the National Anthem. Australians, New Zealand, you know... France, Italy, I reckon they all know the National Anthem. But for some reason, it's frowned upon to teach kids the National Anthem in this country. Americans do it before school, I think, don't they? Even if it's just on a Friday or something. Oh, it's Friday, we've got assembly, 
quickly sing the national anthem, look at the flag and go, oh, I love my country. And then we wouldn't have cunts trying to make us fucking one massive European Union or some bollocks. Take pride in where you're from, for fuck's sake. Growing up with better values than that. Tana. Fucking hippie wankers. Fucking snowflake cunts. Anyway, that took a drastic turn, didn't it? <laughs> but it's true. Learn the national anthem. <sighs> Saying that, I bet not many people know the second verse, do they? They know up until, you know... God save the Queen. And it's like, done. But then there's extras. Learn it. Learn it. Anyway, time for some shout-outs. Time for some shout-outs. Just because I can. Not because they're a sponsor. Just because I enjoy them. Close quarter battle. Jim... Apparel, you know, fitness clothing. They love their CrossFit. Love it. But no, they, to be fair, fucking t-shirts are spot on. I've got a lovely fucking post, uh, lovely flag in my fucking studio. And I served with the guy that is one of the owners, or if not the owner of it. And uh, he's a fucking top lad. Fucking top lad. Fucking absolute gym monster. Gives you some fucking top quality workouts. Get amongst it. Get yourself some gym kit. Fucking love life. He's also a serving member. So you're helping fucking a serving member. And it also is just good to support your military and veterans. Combat fuel. Supplements. Get amongst them. Again, veteran company. So I'm up for supporting veteran causes. And they give part of their... Uh, profits to help for heroes so not only are you getting fucking brilliant workout powders and supplements you're also helping an injured veteran soldier yeah get amongst it smash it out have a look online on their uh, Instagram Twitter that sort of thing they'll probably have some discount codes on there have a little look see get yourself some fucking combat fuel and the big one, the biggest one, and will always be shouted out by me, because they tag me in their posts now on Instagram. Granite Zero Podcast. On their coffee fucking posts. Boom! And you know who I'm fucking talking about. I drink it every fucking day. I've even taken some to work now. And now my manager is drinking it every fucking day. And he fucking loves it. And he's going to get some. So this is how it works. If you fucking hate ISIS, yeah... You hate the fucking Taliban. You hate fucking Al-Qaeda. You hate fucking terrorism. You love your military. You love your veterans. And you love your fucking coffee. Guess what you're drinking? 50 calibre coffee, motherfuckers. Drink it. Be British. Love British. Love your veterans. And get amongst it. 50 cal coffee. Tell them Tomo sent you. And they're going to probably go, brilliant, cheers. <laughs> but fucking enjoy it. Get amongst it. Those of you that fucking listen to this regularly, if you haven't got it by now, you better fucking start getting some. Otherwise, I'm going to fucking not be a happy buddy. 
And I'm going to give a shout out to these guys because they have helped my brother in so many ways. And they were all pretty much at his wedding and they were all, <laughs> I think pretty much they were all his best men as well alongside me. And that is the beefy boys in Hereford. So they are the best burger I have ever fucking tasted in my fucking life. So get into the beefy boys in Hereford. Tell them Tomo sent you. You won't get a table because it's rammed. <laughs> and get amongst those burgers. Anytime you visit Hereford, they also do pop-ups. Fucking have a look on their YouTube, have a look on their Instagram. And just and just try it and come back to me and you will go, that is the best thing I've ever tasted. Wednesdays are the best days. Cowboy Wednesdays. Yeah! Get amongst it. But I fucking love it. I love my brother. I love the beefy boys. I love fucking life at the minute. Because I'm fucking feeling good and happy. It's summer and I'm fucking one happy motherfucking chappy. But that being said, it's time for me to finish because I've been yabbiting on for 15 minutes. And I think I've covered a lot. So I'll be back again either Wednesday or fucking Sunday. Probably Sunday. Let's face it. And uh, I'll be bringing you some more gin and some more fucking hopefully happy times and some happy memories and some just being happy, happy, you know. But, you know, again, this is Tomo and this has been fucking unscripted, unedited happiness. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as always, as I say in the regiment, per ardua, through adversity, I'm Tomo, this is the Granite Zero podcast, and I'm out. Hello, Charlie Charlie One. This is Granite Zero.